We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley, and I am joined by no one. It is just me tonight, uh, or today, or this morning. Whenever you're listening, uh, Jacob Westendorf, my usual co-host, is off running around the streets of New York right now, I believe. Not sure what he's up to, but certainly nothing good. Uh, so it'll just be myself today. And what I thought would be fun to talk about today is the rookie class of the Green Bay Packers. And what I really want to get into is just kind of looking at them as a whole right now without playing a game, without playing a preseason game, without really us seeing them on the field in any capacity other than training camp. And I want to talk about who has exceeded expectations, who has met expectations, and maybe who has been a little bit disappointing so far. And you might be saying to yourself, Jacob, way too soon to be doing any of this. And you know what? You're right. 
too soon to make any sweeping statements or judgments on any of these guys. But it's fun. It's fun, though. It's fun to talk about what our impressions of these guys have been so far. Um, Those of you that are followers and listeners know that uh, I do a lot of work at the the Packers draft guide. Myself, Westendorf, Ross Uglum, uh, you know, we – we, we invest a lot of time into watching these prospects uh, get drafted either in Green Bay or other places. And it's, it's always fun to just kind of look at what, what my thoughts of these guys or what other people's thoughts of these guys were before they were Packers and just kind of fit them into are, are they doing the things that you thought they would do or are they exceeding? the things that you thought they would do or are, are they disappointing? Are they not doing the things you thought they would do? So I want to go through each of these players, all 13, I think that the backers picked and, you know, we'll spend more time on others um, than, than on some others than others, but uh, let's jump right into the number one pick for the Packers, Lucas Van Ness. And I would right out of the gate say he has pretty much met expectations. I have not been, I don't think he's exceeded expectations. I don't think he's been disappointing either in any way, shape, or form. Uh, But when you look at Lucas Van Ness, they got a kid out of Iowa, super young kid who the first thing you noticed at Iowa is the first thing you noticed now in Green Bay, which is impressive because going from college to going from the college level to the pros and still being like the best looking dude in pads, that's not nothing. And Lucas Van Ness is the quintessential first guy off the bus, the guy that you want to send out there first to intimidate the other team. He is an absolute specimen when when you look at him, uh, when you watch him move, when you see kind of what he has under the hood. And with Van Ness, I think what you what you're going to get the first year is that a, a raw athletic kid who's going to overwhelm offensive tackles at times and make some splash plays. Um, I'm not sure he's ready to be a a day in, day out, play in, play out starter for this team. But good news, Rashawn Gary's back. He's going to be back week one, uh, hopefully. So he doesn't need to be doesn't need to be. He can be that guy to come in and kind of make those splash plays and do some, you know, some gadgety type stuff. I know he's already looking good in the run game, which is not surprising. He was good in Iowa, you know, in that regard. Um, but right now, he is more, he is more athleticism. He is more raw ability than he is a refined football player, which is exactly what he is was is as a prospect. And I don't think that's disappointing in any way. Um, would it would it have been awesome? And maybe this still happens because, like we already said, it's really early. Would it have been awesome for him to just come out like gangbusters? Like, oh man, he's going to get 15 sacks his rookie year. Yeah, that would be exceeding expectations, but I don't think he's shown that yet. Um, I think the way he gets to the quarterback right now is just raw power, and there's not much else that he has in his toolbox yet. Um, Will he get there? I think so. I do. I'm very, very high on him. I'm very excited that the Packers uh, ended up taking him. Uh, For their second pick, obviously they took Lucas Van – Lucas Van Ness – uh, they, <laughs> why am I blanking? They took Luke 
Musgrave. Too many Lucases. Luke Musgrave with this uh, with their second pick, and he's exceeded expectations. He's exceeded expectations, and guys, he was our number one tight end in this year's draft class. In the Packers draft guide, go look it up. Luke Musgrave, number one tight end in this class, and he has been exceeding expectations. And there are certain things with him that I, I think you can point to and be like, yeah, that's that's that was predictable. That was expected. Two of them are, one, he's going to drop some passes. He just, he just is. He's, he's kind of one of those guys. He's going to have some concentration lapses uh, where the ball hits the ground. He's shown that already in camp. Uh, the other thing is he, he's going to be a work in progress as a blocker. One thing that I've been impressed with him as a blocker, though, is he, he his willingness, his willingness to get better in that area. And at 6'6", 250 plus, he's got all the physical intangibles to be a plus blocker in the NFL. I think he's I think he can at least become average which would be a huge win for him uh, because the way he's been exceeding expectations is basically, man, you, you gotta, you gotta account for him. You have to account for him already is what is what at least it appears before playing any games. Um, he is a prime example of that is you go to the family night scrimmage, the Christian Watson uh, Moss touchdown. Look at the kid running up the seam that takes two safeties with him. That was Luke Musgrave. That's how teams are going to have to play him because if you don't, go back to earlier in that drive where he just was left alone in the seam and picked up 30, 40 yards. You have to account for him. Uh, I, I like to I like to talk about it as like a gravitational pull when you're running a route. Are you going to suck defenders in because they are accounting for you? And the thing about that that's really exciting is Christian Watson has a really big gravitational pull as well as a route runner. So to have two guys like that that you have to account for uh, vertically every single snap, that's that's going to be fun. And if, if Jordan Love can be what we think he can be, watch out. You know, watch out for this offense. It, it might sputter. It might stall at times, but – it could also be really fun at times. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, next guy, so next guy is Jaden Reed, wide receiver out of Michigan State, and he absolutely for me has exceeded expectations. He was a guy pre-draft. I had a four, we had a fourth round grade on him, and, and we've gone back and talked about him. Like man, like what was what was the thought with Jaden Reed? Because none of us didn't like him. We all liked Jaden Reed. Um, but for for us at the Packers draft guide, when we when we were watched his tape at Michigan State his junior and senior year, you're like, oh, this is a really good, this is one of the better slot options in uh, in this draft. And, and you know, where do you put a guy like that? You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba was also a, a slot type guy, and we had him as a top twenty type talent. So what was the big difference between Jaden Reed and Smith and Jigba? And I think part of it is Smith and Jigba is a little bit bigger. And, uh, and honestly, that might be it. And that might be all because Jaden Reed is kind of proving that when I called him discount Smith and Jigba, so far, not by much, really just by draft position because Jaden Reed is making plays with the ones every single day. I mean, the coaches talk about him as, as a 
you know, he's got a veteran type minds mindset with the way he approaches the game. And that's exciting news. That's exciting news for the Packers to kind of throw in a receiver that looks like he's ready to roll as a rookie. And that's, that's big. That's one of the reasons that I was so, so gung ho about Smith and Jigba is because I thought of all the, all the rookie wide receivers. I thought he was a guy that could come in and be a dude right away. And it looks like Jaden Reed can also be that type of guy. So he's another one that has absolutely, in my opinion, exceeded expectations for the Packers. Uh, next on the list is Tucker Craft, tight end out of South Dakota State. Um, and for everything that is to be excited about Lucas Musgrave, uh, with Tucker so far, I would say he looks like a rookie. And that's not and that's not good. That's not bad. That's not anything other than rookie tight ends typically take some time. And if Musgrave is able to kind of buck that trend and be a rookie that can contribute right away, I think Tucker Craft is going to be more of a rookie that has to kind of take that two, three-year development before we really get to see what this kid is all about. Um, I'm not disappointed in him at all. I think he's kind of doing what he's supposed to do. He's made some plays. Uh, he's shown the talent. But coming from a you know South Dakota State to North or sorry to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, it's a big jump. We talked about with Christian Watson last year playing at the same level. You, to make that jump, you really, really got to be a, a special, special player. Um, and Tucker Craft could be that. Uh, but so far, I would say he's just pretty much met expectations for me. Um, and and that's kind of that. Uh, round four, they took Colby Wooden, uh, the defensive lineman out of Auburn. And he's another guy you met meeting expectations. I think when they drafted him out of Auburn, you you, you picked a guy with a lot of juice, interior juice. I can get after the quarterback. Uh, I think he's shown that in flashes, and and that's the best thing you can say for him. Uh, with these defensive linemen, it's even harder to tell be, until they're actually the bullets are live. I know they've had padded practices, they've had you know live drills, but that is still practice right and we got to see these guys in games um, and right now I think Colby Wooden is just kind of on pace to be a fourth round interior defensive lineman uh, and, and we will see with him uh, round five Sean Clifford I wanted to get to him because he's someone uh, that I didn't think should have been drafted and I'm not alone in that and, I, and I'm not just saying that because everyone's everyone said that it's just because anyone that watched him at Penn State he didn't look like an NFL quarterback. And I tweeted the other day at family night, like he looks like an NFL quarterback, which is not what I expected. Um, his arm, the ball, the ball's coming off his hand much different than it did at Penn state. Um, and if he's been able to, you know, work on his footwork, his mechanics, I don't know. And if he's been able to change things this quickly to be able to kind of snap that ball, like he is, I mean, good on him. Good for him. And, and he's making the Packers front office uh, kind of have the last laugh for all the people, including myself, that kind of scoffed at that pick. Like, what are they doing? Why'd they take Sean Clifford? Um, I'm excited to watch him. Really excited to watch him in these preseason games. I think, man, he just, he's got a moxie to him. And he continues to get better every single game every single practice it seems like uh the Packers obviously showing a lot of faith in him by kind of giving him the reins as QB2 for the rest of camp with uh letting go of Danny Etling so it's it'll be exciting to see what he is able to do with this opportunity I someone asked me the other day they're like oh do you think he's better than Jordan Love no 
<laughs> no, that's not that's not what we're saying. That's not what anyone is saying. You know, Jordan Love has more talent in his pinky finger than Sean Clifford does. But the Packers did not draft Sean Clifford to to be a starter. At least I don't think so. I mean, if they if they get a starter out of him, like let's say it doesn't work out with Jordan Love and Sean Clifford goes the Brock Purdy route, like that, you know, whatever. I don't know. That seems very unlikely, but you know, who knows? He played a ton of football in college, uh, but I don't think that's the plan. That never was the plan. And I basically said, if Sean Clifford has a Matt Flynn, you know, type of type of NFL career, that is a slam dunk for him. A slam dunk, grand slam, out of the park. You know, whatever sports metaphor you want to use, that's good. That that would be awesome for Sean Clifford. Um, he's got a long way to go, but I think. Similar to Matt Flynn, when he came out of LSU, you know, Matt didn't have the biggest arm in the world, was a pretty good athlete, and was just one of those guys that was able to move the ball. And I think that's what we might see out of Sean Clifford this preseason is a a kid that it doesn't always look pretty. It, It doesn't always look like how it's supposed to. But I think he's a guy that can go out there and get first downs with the offense. And at least that's what I hope. And I think that's what we're seeing in camp and and I'm excited to see him get his opportunity. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Round five, pick 159, Dontavian Wicks. Um, anyone that follows me 
uh, throughout the draft process knows that Wicks was a my guy, which means he was one of my eight favorite players in this entire draft class um, that I wanted to pick and say, hey, I think this guy's going to be it. And with Wicks, he's been dinged up a little bit throughout camp. But one thing that I do know is is the Packers are very high on him. Uh, they really, really like this kid. You heard Matt LaFleur talk about him uh, just a couple days ago, talking about his process, talking about how he goes about his business, to, talking about how the other coaches were talking about Dontavian Wicks. And one thing that really stands out to me about Wicks uh, that we saw a little bit at Virginia – but I think it's going to show up even more within the Packers offense is this guy will dig people out in the run game. He will block. And you do that, and Matt LaFleur is going to fall in love with you. You're going to find yourself on the field more often than not. Um, I think a lot of people have pointed out how, how smooth of an athlete he is when he's on the field, and that is absolutely 100% the first thing that jumps out when you watch his tape. He is a very, very smooth mover. Um, he's got excellent footwork. He is a guy that I just think you give him time, you let him develop, and I think he can actually he could be he could be a very very useful player in Green Bay if he is your fourth or fifth receiver. I think that you have a really really deep receiving core. I was talking about this with uh, Uglum the other day, just kind of talking about that old, you know, the 2010, 2011, that wide receiver group that the Packers had, the Sports Illustrated cover group, um, that was so special. And you can kind of compare Wicks to like a, a, the James Jones of that group, the, you know, your fourth guy. But James Jones really was never a fourth receiver. He was a, a one or two on most teams. And could Wicks get to that level? I, I think so. But with that said, with the injuries and, and such, I would say um, he, he's just meeting expectations so far. He's kind of doing what I thought he would do. Um, and honestly, I maybe even a little bit below because um, I can't come out here and say that he was one of my guys, one of a guy that I thought, quite frankly, I had a, I had a higher grade on Dontavian Wicks than I did Jaden Reed. And, and it's not to say that Wicks, I just said all these good things about him and he is doing nice things at camp, but with the injuries, um, and, and such and and I just I would like to hear his name more throughout camp. You've heard a couple things about him. I would like to hear more from Dontavian Wicks. So I would say Wicks is even in that you know disappointing category so far, a little bit under expectation. Um, but again, take that with a grain of salt. He's one of my favorite players this year's last year's draft class, and that's more so why than anything else. Um, just because my expectations for Wicks are are very high. Uh, round six, Carl Brooks, Bowling Green, exceeding expectations. This guy seems like he's making a play every single every single practice. And I wanted to talk about this um, when we talked about Colby Wooden. Colby Wooden is probably like, yeah, we talked about he's meeting expectations. Carl Brooks is a guy that so many people didn't know what to do with him coming out of Bowling Green. 300-pound edge rusher. Can he play inside? Why wasn't he playing inside at Bowling Green if he's going to be inside at the NFL level? Well, He's just kind of a natural get-after-the-quarterback type guy, and he's showing that in camp. And I think he uh, he's making more noise than Wooden is right now. And if Wooden is meeting expectations, then Brooks absolutely has to be exceeding them. And I think they may have found a player in Carl Brooks. I don't want to say... I don't want to say he's like a Mike Daniels type, but in, in a way, he kind of is. They're not built the same, but 
Mike Daniels, as everyone remembers, just was not someone that should have been as good at football as he was. When you just you look at the guy, he's a sub six six foot guy, you know, not particularly long, not particularly, you know, athletically gifted, but just had a knack for getting after the quarterback and just had a knack for playing the game of football. And I think Carl Brooks has that same knack. And I, I'm excited to see him develop and I'm excited to see what what happens with him. Uh, round six, pick 207, kickers, Andrew, Anders Carlson. Man, I don't – usually I would just skip this because I don't – he's a kicker, and we did that for most of the, the offseason. But I think we got to talk about him because he's at, he's kicking like 55% right now, and that's not very good. And I think anytime you draft a kicker at any point, the expectation is they're going to be your starting kicker. And I don't know if Anders is going to be. I don't know if he's going to make it out of camp as the guy. He had a great showing at family night, and then he missed a kick today at practice. So, I don't know. And and when you're getting to the point where it's like, oh, but he was five of six on the day, that's not good. I mean, it's not. If if you're missing a kick every six kicks, you're not an NFL kicker. At least not a very good one. So, I I don't know. I, I would say he's definitely you know, not meeting expectations as a, as a draft pick. Could he get there? Sure. Uh, I think it's important to note that, yeah, his best day was at family night where there were 70,000 people, you know, in the stands. Great. Maybe that maybe he's just one of those guys that when the lights come on, he's just, he's going to be nails, but I don't know. And all we have to go off of his practice so far and so far in practice, he has not been very good. Uh, Speaking of very good round seven, Maybe the best player so far, the, mo- the the darling of this year's entire training camp is Carrington Valentine. If you go back to the draft, and it's funny because I knew I knew that, that the Packers liked Carrington Valentine. I just had heard some whispers, and in the the Packer report chat, I think it was actually the 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 Colby Wooden pick. I was like, I think this is going to be Carrington Valentine, and people were like, "What?" I was like, "I just I know they really like him." And it wasn't, and it wasn't again, and it wasn't again. And then they took a kicker before him, and then he still was just sitting there at pick 232, and they took him. And he has played like a much higher draft pick. I mean, of anyone that has exceeded expectations, uh, Carrington Valentine, you know, if you put it on a chart from where they were drafted to where they're playing, Carrington Valentine's, you know, above expectation has got to be the highest. And, I don't know what that means for him. I don't know what he's going to look like in games. I don't know. But as far as just coming out and making plays day in and day out, it reminds me of, you know, like when Mike when Micah Hyde came in from Iowa, he was a, what, fifth? He was a day three pick, and he immediately started making plays. Rookie OTAs, you know, people were talking about this Micah Hyde guy. You know, Carrington is – in that similar conversation of man, from the second he stepped on the field in green Bay, he was making plays. Um, he lacks nothing. He lacks nothing. When you look at him as an athletic profile, um, he is a, a big, strong athletic corner, um, a very fluid mover, uh, a smart kid, uh, and it might just be the 37. I've talked about this before, but he does remind me, in some ways of Sam Shields, 
you know, Sam Shields would had all world speed. Carrington is very fast, but he's not a four two guy. But just in the vein of he's so much better right now than he's supposed to be. You know, Sam came in as a wide receiver convert that they threw in, and he was their third corner, and they won a Super Bowl with him his rookie year. Uh, Carrington Valentine is someone that I don't know how they're going to get him on the field because their corner room is really deep. But also, I don't know how they keep him off the field. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Um, and just with the way the NFL works, and with the way the end, and with way, the way the Packers' luck is, um, he's probably going to play this year due to injuries or something. Someone's going to get hurt, and he'll have to step in. So I think we're going to see some Carrington Valentine this year, and I think it will be exciting and fun. Um, uh, second to last pick is Lou Nichols from Central Michigan, and as a seventh round running back pick, I'd say he's he's kind of not lived up to expectations. I mean, he kind of is what we thought. He he's been effective with the ball in his hands, and that's been about it. And with the Packers, with that third running back that they're looking for, it almost seems like he's already like even though he was a draft pick, it, it really kind of feels like he's an afterthought already, because you have. You know, the UDFA, Emmanuel Wilson, has seemingly been making more plays than him. You know, Patrick Taylor has been their running back three the last couple of years. And then obviously Tyler Goodson is on is on is out there as well, making plays almost every single day. So as far as being even, you know, not even being a practice squad guy, making the team and sticking around, I'm not sure if Lou Nichols does. And so even as as a draft pick, you have to say that he is you know, not performing up to what their expectations were of him as, uh, as someone that they decided to spend draft capital on. So um, that that's an interesting one. The last one that I do think is – or two more, actually. Two more, two of my favorite picks in this year's draft class. Two guys that I absolutely loved uh, and couldn't believe they got in the seventh round. Anthony Johnson, Jr., Iowa State. Um, someone that I mean, I love, love, loved his tape at Iowa State. Played corner for four years, switched to safety his senior, fifth year, senior year, and uh, flew all over the field at Iowa State. Played fast, played physical, um, all everything you'd want out of the safety. I was shocked that he was there in the seventh round. But maybe, maybe if, if we've learned anything at camp, maybe we learn why he was there in, se- in the seventh round. Um, he is someone that. You know, we were talking about Anthony Johnson coming in and being a starter for this team as a seventh-round pick, and he's basically been the seventh safety since day one. It hasn't really moved up the the depth chart. doesn't mean he won't, um, but with Anthony Johnson, the reports that I've gotten from him and what I've seen from him is it looks like he's playing slow, and what that typically means is his head is spinning because he's not slow. You watch him at Iowa State, the one thing that stands out about him is, is speed, is quickness is, you know, number one at Iowa State, just flashing onto the screen and making plays. So we'll see with Anthony Johnson. He may be just still getting his feet wet, and he maybe he'll make that rise as training camp comes on. But, you know, so far I'd say he's got to be below expectations for me just because he's someone that I did really like. And um, and, and I subscribed and, and even dished out some of the he could be a starter for this team week one. I don't think he's going to be. So – uh, to me, that's a little bit disappointing. I still really, really like the prospect. I'm really excited about him. Uh, but he's, you know, he's got to start making some plays. Uh, last guy you just really can't say anything about is Grant DeBose. He got back from – he got to – I think yesterday was his first practice. So, I have no idea. 
I loved him. I love him. I, I think he's a great prospect. I love his tape at Charlotte. I think he has a lot to offer this team. But with guys like Malik Heath and Bo Melton making plays, you know, it's going to be an uphill climb for Grant to make the team. I, I think he is a, a, a practice squad guy all day long if he doesn't make the team outright. Um, but right now you can't really comment on anything. It's been disappointing, I guess, that he hasn't been on the field, that he's had a back injury. That's disappointing. Uh, I don't know how he got hurt. It wasn't football, so maybe it was his fault. I don't know. But we don't. We just don't know. We have no idea how he got hurt, so I'm just not even going to comment on that other than I hope he comes out like gangbusters the rest of the rest of the way. And he proves why he was that, that last pick for the Packers and why they chose to, uh, to spend a draft pick on him. Um, but other than that, that's 30 minutes of me talking about the draft class with training camp edition, only what my thoughts of them are so far. And again, does it matter? Not really, not really at all, but it's fun. It's just fun to talk about. Uh, we get actual Packers football this week. Uh, we'll get to see these guys in a, a live environment for the first time in their NFL career, and that is that's always fun. So uh, that's that's the good news. But other than that, that's all I got for today. You'll catch me again here uh, next Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, Dorf will be back by then, and uh, we'll have some some fun content to be talking about. We'll actually have a game that was played, and we can have some thoughts on. So uh, that's all from me. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you go to iTunes, however you listen, and and give the Pack-A-Day podcast a five-star review if you are so inclined. Uh, But other than that, guys, thanks for listening, and until next time, go Pack. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.